Okay, so let me just start by saying that I know that eventually I'm going to have to find some kind of like rhythm and cadence as to when I do these podcasts. I'm aware. Um, but I feel like there's just so much happening in my head right now that I'm taking this, the face I'm showing is selfishness. Uh, because I would just love to get this out of my brain. And if I tell myself, okay, I will wait and I'll get it out of my brain on whatever date, that's just absolutely not how it's going to work. So you guys end up with an overly filtered version of what I was going to say originally. And then I end up just, you know, not bringing to the table what I told you guys that I was going to be bringing to the table. So here we are. First of all, actually, my name is Jess. Um, welcome to the Two-Faced podcast. Um, and that's about, that's about it. So what face is at the wheel today? <laughs> um, look, I don't know what face this is, but I suppose, is it my, like, social justice warrior <laughs> face? Or is it my just, like, life face? It's a little bit my corporate face. <sighs> there's, a, there's a lot of different Jesses at the wheel today. Um, but what I specifically wanted to touch on and just kind of get out there, and hopefully some of you will understand, is this idea around hustle culture. Uh, and stick around because I, I feel like I might have a take which is not necessarily going to be expected. Um, but hustle culture, you know, people, what what falls into hustle culture? Motivational speeches, you know, hype up videos that are like motivational, you can do this, whatever, motivational speakers, I think I've already said that like six times. Um you know, quotes from billionaires, I suppose hustle culture scene is like very capitalistic, um, I mean is capitalistic, um, but surely you know what I mean when I say like hustle culture, um, names like Eric Thomas, you know, the original Wolf of Wall Street, his, his name has completely escaped me. <laughs> Um, oh, Gary V's name gets thrown in there a lot, although I've got asterisks around that, but I'll, I'll get to that later. But essentially, hustle culture, I'd say, was huge, or at least, a, like, um, a lot more accepted, I'm going to say maybe, like, five years ago. Um, and, it, you know, there were a lot of hustle influences and rise and grind and, like, that mentality, um was really, really prevalent. Now what I see a lot more is people kind of pushing back against it uh, a lot because of, you know, obviously within people's work lives, they've got so much more access to flexibility and, you know, opportunities to create more quote-unquote work-life balance and whatnot. So it's probably opened a lot of people's eyes to the, the parts of the typical work week that weren't going to plan. Um previously so you know it's understandable that people are kind of like hold on this whole hustle culture thing like do we need it what's what's the tea so that's understandable right um here's something that I suppose like just even observing 
patterns over the years, regardless of whether or not it's specifically to do with hustle culture or whatever. But here's like a, I suppose, a bit of an observation that I've made. And that is that whenever we make changes, I suppose, like societal changes and what we're going to accept as a society now, what we're going to endorse and then what we're going to, you know, kind of question or hold to account. I don't know that we've really mastered the art of choice in different perspectives. <laughs> um, let me just cut to the chase of what I'm saying and then I'll kind of build around it because I feel like otherwise my brain's going to fucking float off and we're never going to get there. I understand that hustle culture um, has a lot of inherently unhealthy traits about it. You know, the idea of don't sleep, you can sleep when you're dead, um, like outwork everyone else, like can cause a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety for people. And also this kind of like hype up um, of getting people involved in, you know, businesses or corporations instead of taking time with their loved ones and like living a quote-unquote life right I understand that that is a very real concern that we need to look at for some people however let me be very 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 frank with you just for my the experience that I've had um I could say that having not hustle culture, but having that, like, that high intensity, high focus mentality has, at some stages, not to be dramatic, saved my life. <laughs> I, you know, I've hardly gone off the rails in my life. Um, but I think a lot of the reason why I haven't, in some respects, is because I've really enjoyed the kind of competitive hard working nature of work um and that work hasn't always been you know in a corporation or um I'm very much someone who even when I have downtime I need to do things you know I have started that many different podcasts <laughs> actually no, I've only really started like two podcasts this being one of them like you know so many different side hustles and different Instagram accounts and like I've I've always started and pursued those things whenever I've had downtime um and I find real joy in doing those I enjoy having my time filled with shit that I find personally productive so the reason why I want to bring this up is because more and more as we become aware I suppose of the real dangers but that sounds a bit dramatic but the real dangers of hustle culture the messaging seems to be hustle culture is bad overall and everyone should be focusing on having more time to have this work-life balance but the issue is like that again is not giving people the choice it's not saying hey look hustle culture I hate saying hustle culture because it's not quite like what I'm trying to talk about but hey look hustle culture has these very real like I suppose negative 
side effects or impacts in people's lives. So you should know that this is not your only option. Here are some of the other options. You have the option to work more flexibly and create like a more flexible lifestyle and, um, you know, to have it as an option as opposed to hustle culture is bad. And if you enjoy it, that's because you're trapped in the matrix <laughs> and everyone should, um, you know, focus on having more time to themselves. And I know that this will be, there will be some, probably most, I don't know, people listening to this that are thinking, oh, Jess, like, you've got work Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) Or whatever. Um, And I just want to reach out and reassure you, no, (laughs) that is not the case. Um, I, yes, am a very loyal person to... Um, you know, causes and um, projects and whatnot that I believe in. But at the same time, one of my, like, foundational, fundamental, is probably the better word, rules for myself is that I listen to what I'm enjoying and what I'm not, and I do not tolerate something that I'm not enjoying. Um... And so I have worked previously in businesses where, yeah, I was getting the kind of like hustle culture side of what I liked catered to because it was high intensity and, you know, I had to focus on all this like motivational stuff. But I ultimately wasn't enjoying what I was doing and I, I knew how to identify that and I got out of that situation. I'm now in the complete, not polar opposite, but um, put it this way, what I do now in my career, I promise you, if I had all bills taken care of for the rest of my life, maybe I won a huge amount on lotto and, you know, it was money for life, I would do the type of work that I'm doing now for free. Like, it's a genuine enjoyment in the kind of work I do. Not enjoyment in the sense that I'm settling for it because everyone needs a job, but, like, genuine enjoyment. And I am aware that I am super, super privileged and lucky to be able to think of a job in that way um, because not many people, or not as many people as I feel should, um, get to experience their work like that. But that's part of why I personally, again, I call myself a professional hype woman, um, but my job really is to help people who choose to work in a more corporate or you know again I say nine to five but it really isn't it's a lot more flexible than that but you know in a as part of a corporation or a business that they if that's what they're choosing to do that they are looked after and that they love their time there and guess what that is not for everyone and so another part of my job and not even just my job but I suppose my responsibility as a person is to really acknowledge what everyone finds super valuable in their lives um and again even just on a personal level encourage them to pursue that um even within my direct friend group you know I have um a friend who is very much more tailored towards like entrepreneurial pursuits um And I think if they came to me and said, hey, look, I love working within this 
other business or whatnot, I would probably want to push them a little bit and be like, do you really? Because I can tell that they're like soul sores when they are doing more entrepreneurial pursuits or just taking the time to invest into their direct friends and family. Um, And I love that for them. (laughs) Let me tell you, I suppose, like a little anecdote. Um, Not an anecdote, but I suppose I'm going to say trigger warning um, for... What what is even... Trigger warning for mental health, probably more accurately mental illness, um, depression and suicidal thoughts so I quite a few years ago I I went through a huge change in my career and an opportunity opened up for me to have a lot more I want to say downtime but I'm just going to say all of the pressures that I had built by the way um, on top of myself were lifted and I was all of a sudden faced with this like I suppose you'd say in the terms of work-life balance, I had so much time for life and I was still working, but my workload had been dramatically decreased, but I was still getting paid a good amount. So it's it's a situation where I'd say it would be most people's like utopia, and I assumed it was going to be mine as well. Um, and a couple of things happened in that stretch of time. One... I definitely felt the relief of pressures that I didn't want, Um, you know, so additional things which were weighing on me that I hadn't chosen necessarily. Um, I felt the relief of those going. Um, But what I also felt, which I didn't realise, was um, a, I would say nothing short of like a complete breakdown. Everyone was telling me, you know, you can take it easy now, you can do all this stuff. And I was, I, you know, put my mind to that. I was like, you know, I'm going to, quote unquote, take it easy. And because I hadn't really come to terms with the fact that there's actually huge parts of working that I loved and, again, would do for free, um, would do as a hobby, I just assumed that those were also unhealthy so I kind of stopped doing those and I found myself in this place where I just felt like I had no sense of purpose no sense of reality um and look I'm fortunate enough that I never had the thought of I don't want to be like I don't want to be alive anymore um But almost equally concerning is I did start to think I'm not excited about the fact that I am alive. Um, And it never once occurred to me that it would have anything to do with routine and structure and purpose and all these things that I had been, you know, fortunate enough to find in the career that I had previously because that just hadn't, you know, no one gets depressed because they don't have to work (laughs) or at least that's what I thought um anyway that all kind of built to a climax where I didn't know what 
I was asking for, but I had to reach out to people around me and just say, I'm not doing good. (laughs) Whatever good is, I don't know her. Um, (laughs) Never met her. I'm doing really fucking terribly. Um, And it was interesting because all of the advice that I kind of got straight away was take it easy, take the pressure off. And I think I had very little pressures on me as it was. And it wasn't until I tried to alleviate even some of that like minimal pressure that I realized like, holy shit, no, this is the, not the problem, but this is what I was doing. I, because I had basically been told, you know, working quote-unquote or like high intensity is bad just a blanket high intensity is bad um I hadn't actually paid attention to what I personally prioritized and liked and enjoyed um and as a result I gave up all of that just because I hadn't evaluated how much it meant to me you know um having being able to learn one of the biggest things that I love is like self-motivated learning so I love you know listening to TED talks I listen to podcasts I listen to you know at least 12 podcasts a week um I am always like reading and watching content and all that stuff because it was linked to what I do or what I did rather for work I had assumed it was bad so I gave up on all of that um the problem solving and the the project work and whatnot things which I found genuine fulfillment from from like a puzzle perspective you know I was looking at these really tricky situations and projects and I was unpacking them like they were a puzzle and I loved that and I didn't even realize that by me saying okay well not going to focus on a project because I need to take it easy, that I was also denying myself the actual fun of being able to pull something apart and put it back together. And so what I actually did was I picked up a project, um, which I probably, you know, didn't need to be a part of, but I knew I could add value. Um, And I thought, I'm just going to jump in and test this theory And when I tell you, it was like night and day. I, all of a sudden, was just like ecstatic every single day. (laughs) Um, And I know that this is probably, again, one of the most unrelatable stories from the sense that I'm talking about, like, being able to go back to work made me so happy. But it really, really, really did. Um... And what I kind of realized then is that everyone talks about work-life balance as though work is the enemy and you need enough life that your, your work doesn't break you. But it really is a balancing act because, like, different things have different weights for different people and you just need to figure out what amount of which creates a balance for you. So, for example, I now in my current life, (laughs) I recently just had a patch of like annual leave where I truly switched off. No emails, no 
like messages, nothing completely disconnected from um, working. And that I felt like was such like a fulfilling experience. Like that was, that, you know, filled my cup, so to speak. So I'm definitely not saying that I can only be happy when I'm working. <laughs> but I'm now aware enough to go, okay, look, maybe I'm overdoing it with the quote-unquote work. Um, like, you know, how do I fill up my social cups? How do I fill up my, you know, just life, family cups? Um, versus, hey, look, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, unproductive, a little bit restless. What can I do to really, you know, knuckle down in my career or whatnot? Um, I've learned to really identify both of those. And again, I keep the guiding principle that if I'm not happy, it doesn't matter if it's about life or if it's about work. I will make a change. And that has just been one of the most productive things for me. So, essentially, though, what I'm saying is that I would never, ever, ever sit and preach that what works for me will work for you. Um, And it's taken me a while because at one point I definitely would have done that. (laughs) Um... But it's this element of, like, choice. And I think ultimately that is what helps us. And it isn't helpful when now people are cracking down, quote-unquote, on hustle culture and just saying, as a blanket, it is bad. Because the reality is, is that some of the fundamentals of hustle culture at one point probably saved my life. Um, Just as at other points being able to rest and disconnect have probably done the same as well so (laughs) I don't really know if there's anything else to get off my brain other than that other than what you enjoy is what you enjoy and let's make sure that we're not overcorrecting when we spot something bad and kind of saying no everyone's doing the other thing because it is ultimately the idea of choice and genuine choice, not forced choice, but the ability to actually evaluate what means something to you and what doesn't, and then being able to act on that, that I think is the most important. So, yeah, that has been this random episode. Um, hopefully this has some kind of like relevant context to you. Uh, and yeah hopefully just pay attention to what it is that makes you genuinely happy and connect to that as much as you can um and that's basically it i'm gonna leave you guys to enjoy the rest of your day thank you for hanging out with me for like 25 minutes and stay safe wear a mask get vaxxed if you can and i'll talk to you later bye